free agency and the Eagles really haven't done too much. I've been under impressed, underwhelmed, but last year a lot of things happened late in the game. We're going to talk about it today. Are we winners? Are we losers? How do we feel about some of the people moving? Who are some top prospects we're going after? So we're going to be just talking about free agency today. Andrew, how are we feeling? Alex, to be honest with you, I have been comfortably out of football mode. Uh, in fact, not that anyone can see me right now, but I just so happen to be wearing a Philly shirt and I'm wearing a Sixers hat. So clearly I'm all over the place oh, and I have <clears> moved on. I'm still, I still have a sour taste in my mouth from the Super Bowl. So I'm still taking the time that I need to heal, but I'm excited to talk about football. I'm excited to talk about some of these names. Alex, do you remember about a year ago, believe it or not, uh, we were talking about a specific player. There was one specific player that was kind of a hot topic of conversation around this time last year. And I wanted to try to uh, check your memory and see if you can recall who this big deal was last year. A year ago, heading into free agency, like we were like considering was, getting him. It would have had to have been by trade, but there was a player that we were looking to 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 acquire. Was it Broncos country? Let's ride. It was not. I mean, Russell Wilson did come up amongst Derek Carr. Sadly, uh, we'll get we'll get into his new contract as well. <laughs> yeah. But uh, how about Calvin Ridley? Last year, we were all hot and bothered by the possibility of Calvin Ridley, even though he was going to be missing wow. an entire year uh, for gambling. But anyway, that was pre Ali. We are now post Ali, and or or we're not post Ali. We are we are present we are ali present ali what's up man how you doing (laughs) what's up brother what's up yeah like you man i'm i'm a little uh little under i'm not underwhelmed i I guess i'm just whelmed by the (laughs) overall free agency experience i I don't think we haven't done you know we didn't do nothing but we haven't done a big splash like i was hoping for um obviously cj gardner johnson leaving is a huge blow right the guy led the league in interceptions and he was out for like six games and with those six games being out he's still leading the league in interceptions um i am sort of excited about seeing some new blood and new faces in the coaching staff though we got two new coordinators excited about was it brian johnson uh he was jalen hurts quarterbacks coach and now he's graduated up to offensive coordinator i'm excited to see what he's got i do have a quick question you did you you, you mentioned that we haven't you're upset that we haven't made a splash yet i guess what kind of splash were you expecting at the, by this point i guess from my perspective when you have a season like we had last season the talent around you, the teams around you are going to adjust to make sure that you don't beat them with the same scheme and same players in the following year. So you've got to alter what you're doing each year so that you can stay ahead of the pack. And all I've seen so far is kind of a rehire, a a redo, an attempt to redo what we did last year. And I don't think it's going to cut it, especially when you've got teams like the Cowboys picking up Stefan Gilmore. Not to say that the Cowboys are going to do anything because they usually don't, but they are bolstering their team with talent. And I just don't see that same level of like bringing in new blood like I've been used to under Howie's helm since he got his his freedom back post Chip Kelly. Alex, I guess I have the same question for you um, because I mean, I I feel that just because we're not bringing in new blood, so to speak, I still 
I still think we've made a splash. I mean, to me, James Bradbury was a huge surprise. I think I had written him off completely as not returning. Gardner Johnson is a disappointment. Um, but I, I feel like that we've actually, we have done some things. But Alex, let me ask you, how, I know you have been a little underwhelmed and I know that, uh, I got to be honest, you might be the most reactionary person I know, and I love you for that. It's mm-hmm. it, it makes it fun yeah. to just bust your balls when you get like upset about something. And then it's like once you have a second to breathe, it's like, oh, OK, you know, we can move on. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, yeah. And it's just like it's a safe space with you guys. So, like, <laughs> I don't really care when I'm just like, oh, this is BS. And then 20 minutes I'm like, OK, it's actually not that bad. Like uh, the 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 Slay uh, trade, it's like he's gone. This is awful. And then I found out he wanted three years of guaranteed money. Okay, he can go kick rocks, and he's signing back. It's like banana pudding <laughs> for everyone. Like you know, it's just like a lot of different emotions into there. So I, you know, I can be easily swayed and and, and taken off. Uh, you know, my 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 uh, way way of thinking. Um, yeah, I, I think for me it is. Listen, I I don't think there was ever a scenario we where we could keep the whole team. And I think Ali and I are both on the same wavelength when we were like, we have to win the Super Bowl. Like, that was our window right there. Like, it was a very small crack. We had the opportunity. We made the right moves. Some of the th- moves that we made in the offseason panned out. And, like, that was our opportunity. I don't really think you see a lot of new offensive coordinators come in. You don't see a lot of new defensive coordinators come in that don't have deep experience in coaching teams. And they go back to another Super Bowl next year. So, like, my expectations for getting a deep run postseason, like, it would be unprecedented in the whole history of the National Football League for for us to happen. I will say, though, that looking at the numbers and the business side of things, you had to do it. Like, you know, and and Andrew, you pulled this list together, so obviously you knew the answer. But, like, to everyone listening, did you know Javon Hargrave was our most top paid free agent? Do you know that he was getting paid $21 million a year? to play on our team. I think he gave us $21 million worth of talent. Well, he wasn't but, making that still. on the Eagles. This is what, this is what his new contract is. He's he's, he got, yeah, four year, $84 million deal with the 49ers, which the Eagles just can't. You, okay. Yeah. So I was, I'm reading this chart wrong, but still that that's a huge contract. Like regardless of if he got paid that before or not, we couldn't match that. We, we, we can't match that here. Here's to wrap up your question. We are missing a lot of key players in key positions. I don't know who's playing safety. We have unproven second year people coming into the linebacker position. Jordan Davis is going to have to have a really big year and put up bigger numbers this year because we're getting thinner on what the line. What about your boy? This doesn't mean that Milton we're Williams, your boy. I love Milton Williams. Trying to get him on the podcast. I literally try to reach out to him every single week. Milton, if you're listening, please get on the podcast. Um, but we have a lot of unproven talent going into key parts of our defense. So a lot of it is unknown. Like, Nicobe Dean might shine as a linebacker. He may be the best thing everyone was saying that we we stole him when we got him in the draft. But, like, we don't actually know. He didn't play a lot last year. You know, you think about Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones was supposed to be a prodigy. Sidney Jones got, like, traded to Washington, like, very shortly after with us. So, like, you never know how these prodigy players actually work sure. out. So, my long-winded answer is a lot of unknowns, but... You know, I don't see us making a dope postseason, a, a deep postseason sure. run. Let's say it's not possible in the next few years, but it's certainly not going to yeah. be next year. I, and to add to your comment about the, you know, the the sort of nature that we were able to make our deep postseason run last year, there's an element of luck that goes into a football season, and it comes in the form of injuries, which we were pretty unscathed throughout yeah. the season in key positions. Like it can. It can hit you when you're least expecting it. And I just don't feel like we can go in with the same level of talent and expect that we're going to get lucky again. It's just, in my mind, it's very unlikely that we're going to see something. And in that, you know, every team is kind of dealing with that. Every team would love to have, you know, extreme depth at every position, but it's so hard to do when you need to pay somebody. And obviously, Jalen Hurts is due for a big payday. And that is. Exhibit A, reason number one, why we looked at last year as like, this is it. You know, we have, we're able to pay all of these other players because Jalen has such an affordable contract. So now we need to start, you know, how he's got to get to work. He's got to start moving the chips around. And so what happens? Unfortunately, we can't re-sign Javon Hargrave. He was one of four Eagles last year that had over 10 sacks. 
But the good news is, is that three out of those four players will still be with the Eagles. We will see more of Jordan Davis this upcoming season, which is really exciting. And we have some draft chips to play with as well. So getting into this list a little bit, Javon Hargrave, yeah, like we said, four years, $84 million to San Francisco. That's a tough loss. Hold on. Going to, Going San, to San Francisco. Francisco. San Francisco has a circled on the schedule this year. So that's going to be a very, very interesting game. You got Bosa, you got Hargrave, like their defensive line is going to look very similar to the defensive line from the Eagles last year. Yeah, it's it's just a matter of who is going to be starting behind center for that team next year. They did just lose Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Not that he was their starter, but uh, I think it's pretty unanimous. It's pretty pretty unanimous. (laughs) <laughs> I that that's it's pretty unanimous. That may have to be the episode of the uh, nah, title man, of this March episode. Um, but yeah, uh, you already had it picked out. You came here like with that already. It was like, the title last year, and um, I'm gonna just make it March Fadness 2023. I think it's I think it's adorable, and I'm not going to stick with it. <laughs> Very adorable. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, San Francisco. That's gonna be an interesting. Yeah, game sayonara, Javon. But thank you for your time. You were pretty cool. Um, next, let's see who, who next in line that we lost. So we lost Andre Dillard. This was the next most expensive contract. I'm going in accordance to how pricey the contracts are. So, uh, Andre Dillard got three years for 29 mil. Uh, so averaging right around 10 mil a year with the Titans. Andre Dillard was drafted, what, four years ago, maybe. And I guess so. So yeah, he's due for his first, I guess, big payday. Um, he never really, I'm surprised he and got it, this it, much. It's because of the the you know he's 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 a tackle. He is potentially going to protect the blind side of a quarterback, which is just a very you you have to pay up for that position. So it makes sense, you know, like they're going to make more than a than a kicker or you know a third string quarterback. But um, at the same time, he has not done anything in his tenure as an Eagle to for us to resign him. That's for sure. So we'll see what happens with Dylan. yeah. And I don't think our line. I, I don't think our line is is a reflection of of this immense talent that we're getting out of the draft. I think it's a reflection of Jeff Stoutland. Yes, couldn't agree more. St- having Stoutland here has been just such a absolute. It's it's made this offensive line what it is. Um, we lost Miles Sanders, so I know I we think we're all we expecting were all expecting it. it. It that's a very yeah. I've been on this wagon forever. I, I don't ever want to spend up at running back. I don't really know what the market is this year for running back. It seems to be kind of confusing. Um, who, who is it? Eckler right now that I guess is, is he the, the biggest name that's available? I know Ezekiel Elliott is, is still out there. Uh, you know, I don't think the market's big on Zeke. No, man. he looks I washed. Think he digressed he looks so washed. much. Um, so Sanders is going to Carolina. That's going to be an interesting rebuild with that team right now. So, uh, he probably will be their starter, but, uh, not returning as an Eagle. Um, we'll get into Rashad Penny in a bit. You were talking about Nicobe Dean, Alex, and what is he going to be? And the reason we're asking that question is obviously we lost TJ Edwards and we lost Kaiser white. So let's talk about this a little yep. bit. Um, I know that the Eagles mm-hmm. just signed, was it Sean Morrow? Sean Morrow from the Bears. Is that correct? Okay. Right. So. No, it says Nicholas. It's Nicholas Morrow. Morrow. That's embarrassing. Sorry about that, Nick. I. Yeah. 27, 27.7 years of age. I don't even know what age I am in decimals, honestly. Uh, 27.7. 27.7 years of age. So here's the thing. I, I, I have actually, I'm coming to trust the Eagles signing these linebackers for like little one-year deals because they seem to work. Kaiser White was a great example of that. And Nigel Bradham, I feel like was a very similar type of signing as well. They were players that none of us heard of, but you kind of look at the numbers, you look at some of their production and they can actually make an impact here. So um, losing TJ Edwards and Kaiser is is a little tough, but what do you guys think the Eagles are going to do? Do you think they're going to, they're, do you think they're going to address linebacker in the draft? Because when's the last time they did that? Um, what do you guys see uh, at this point in time? You know, we were actually talking about this on our our text thread, our group thread. Um, you're right. I don't think the Eagles have placed necessarily a high value in drafting a good linebacker. Um, 
I I think that's a mistake. I, I honestly think that linebacker is the most dynamic position on your defense. They're the closest to the action, have to react the quickest regarding whether a play is a, a run, a pass, a run pass option, right? Like we made Micah Parsons look Micah Parsons look silly last year because he couldn't figure out what was going on in the backfield. So I think that is one of the most dynamic positions, if not the most dynamic position on a defense and the ones, the defenses that are most successful have top linebackers in that position. I, I honestly think if Howie Roseman is smart, and obviously Howie Roseman has has done enough to demonstrate that he's a genius um, when it comes to managing a football team, um, but I would feel more comfortable with addressing the linebacker position in the draft and placing that emphasis that, hey, we're looking for someone to to sort of be here for the long term and and be that anchor for our defense. Yeah, Ali, I, I think what you said was absolutely perfect. Just to kind of assign some statistics to like these players and just like where they are in relative to one another. Uh, first off, I totally agree with your sense. Like we don't draft linebackers. We I, I can't think of like a Eagles Hall of Fame elite linebacker like a Keekly or or you know anyone that like just that's ever just played played here right uh so you look at TJ Edwards pro football focused had him ranked at an 84.8 which is a green rating uh he was second in tackles amongst all linebackers and tied 14th in assists uh zero interceptions forced fumbles Kaiser White was ranked 38th in solo tackles at 74 32 assists tied at 21st and 65 which is like a yellow rating. And then Nicholas Morrow at a 54 rating, which is orange, uh, 93 tackles, which is 17th, which I guess isn't too bad, uh, tied uh, 30th with 27 assists and one interception. So you got rid of arguably two guys. Now, listen, like, you know, I think before Kaiser White came in, a lot of us didn't know who Kaiser White was. I think that our defensive line and some of the other things did elevate these, you know, level of play for these individuals. Um, and the and the the uh, Bears sucked last year. But I, I, I think it's it still kind of goes into the grading of all of it, if if I'm being honest. But um I think I think that's a that's a huge blow. And it goes back to what my point earlier is is like, okay, now you got to plug guys in there like Nicobe Dean, is Nicholas Morrow even gonna be a starter? And those are just yeah. unknowns. And I'm I'm a little bit less risk adverse where I'm just like Put the money where, like, you know it's going to work. Like, is bringing back um, – where's our list here? Is bringing back Kaiser White at a $5 million contract, like, really that big of a deal? You gave Fletcher Cox 10 mil, and the only reason Fletcher Cox got 10 mil is we probably gave him an extra $2 million because he's a Philly guy and he, like, he wants to be here. Like, I think we overpaid for Fletcher Cox. I think Fletcher Cox should have been traded. Uh, I love Fletcher. Don't get me wrong. Well, that's it. But, you like, know, like you, that was a bit of a surprise – Keeping- Boston Scott got two million. You can't get two Boston Scots for one Kaiser White. I would take that trade all day. Well, I I, I don't know. You know, it, <laughs> I don't know. You know, to me, it to me, it does feel like five mil might be a little too much to keep Kaiser White. And and you needed to make space for Jason Kelsey to come back on a one year. Tell you what, if Nicholas Morrow's contract comes out that we signed him for anything more than four million dollars, I'm going to call that <laughs> a bad move. Well. You know, they needed they need to cut where they can. And if if you can cut, you know, a five million dollar guy for a two point five million dollar guy to be able to keep or to, to be able to pay an extra mil or two to somebody you want to keep. That's what you got to do it. I mean, I don't know. It's I guess we'll find out. And and who's to say that we're we're not seeking elsewhere for linebacker. I, here's a question. Where didn't we draft like Davion Taylor? Was he is like a second or third round pick like two or three years ago? And here's another guy, another linebacker that the Eagles have drafted in the earlier rounds. That why can't he sniff the field? I do think that there was some injury. I know that I feel like he was a speedster. So I I think that um I think that there's potential there. Honestly, I don't even know if he's still with the freaking team. But I that's just the name I remember and and hopeful hopefully we can, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, I agree. I don't think we're going to, uh, I don't think we're going to approach linebacker in the draft. So it's just, it's kind of up in let's, the air. Let's, let's talk about another yeah. position here. So Marcus Epps got traded to the Raiders for two year, $12 million, six year, uh, $6 million a year contract. 
He got and, traded? I'm sorry. He got picked up. These are all free agents. My bad. Sure, Off-season sure. move. Yeah, he got he got picked up. And we didn't re-sign him. And then Chauncey Gardner-Johnson going to Detroit on a one-year approved $8 million deal, which was ridiculous. That whole thing that went down is insane. Uh, his, his agent arguing with people on Twitter. Um, Not great. Actually, I kind of want to get into that. This era of athletes on Twitter, and then they delete the things they post right away, is absolutely insane. I feel it's like the first iterate. Like, social media has been around for a while, and Twitter's been around for a while. And it's like the new thing to do. Like, it is hot news on ESPN when Kyler Murray unfollows the Arizona Cardinals in his social media account. And then he says something and deletes it 25 seconds later, and people are taking screenshots of it. What gives with that? Like it is what gives with that is we're, we're, we're dealing with 25 year olds, you know, like we're dealing with children. They've always been 25 year olds. They've always been like that. This is a new, this is, this is, this is Gen Z. Correct. It's a (laughs) different, this is a new generation. This is a new generation of 25 year old. Like that's, that's exactly what it is. And everything is about instant attention. Everything is about, you know, it's, it's, it's drama. It's, it sucks, man. It honestly sucks, but and it has become part of all of it. Like ten years ago, the drama was—I uh, forget who it was. It was someone from the Seahawks it went on a went on a press conference and he said, "The only reason I'm here is so I don't get fined." And that went viral, and everyone talked oh, about beast it. Mode. And now, Marshawn. and now, yeah, that, oh, mode, yeah. was that Marshawn yeah. that said that? Yeah, it was Marshawn. Oh my gosh, dude. Literally, like the best athlete of all time, like Marshawn Lynch. You ever see that? You ever see that uh, episode of him some going guy, on some guy from Seattle in the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it was Marshawn though. Did you see the episode of like he went on um uh, that yeah, show yeah with Running Bear Wilds, yeah. Running Wild with Bear Grylls? Yeah, <laughs> Pat McAfee. If anyone's listening, go to YouTube. Pat McAfee did a video saying why Marshawn Lynch should be your favorite athlete ever, and it's like a whole montage of just like Marshawn moments where like. He's at the Super Bowl. He's getting interviewed, and he's like, "What's the best part of Super Bowl?" He's like, "Oh, I gotta see some of Moopa Loopa Jones." Like, <laughs> dude, I mean, he has so like his own funny. segment on Thursday dude, Night Football right now. Like, just put a camera, oh, put a him, camera man. on him, and start rolling. That's all you got to do, dude. Could you, dude, when could he you was when he was on, game, could you imagine a he, game when, where Pat McAfee and Marshawn Lynch is the color commentator? Oh, it's over. It's over. I mean, he he joined <laughs> Peyton and Eli's Monday yeah. Night uh, thing on ESPN two. And they had to cut his segment short because he dropped a couple of yeah. F-bombs on live TV. <laughs> Poor Peyton had... I remember they cut uh, back to Peyton after the break and he was like, I'm sorry about Marshawn's language. So, uh, you know, he's just, uh, just a happy-go-lucky guy. And, uh, all right, Eli, what do you think about this next play here? Yeah, it's no, this is totally Marshawn Lynch. I just searched uh, just here so and then Google say so I don't get fined. Uh, came up anyway um i don't like how the whole chauncey gardner johnson thing went down he went from like a very like beloved like philadelphia athlete even though he was here for a short term and just the way the whole situation yeah. went down was really poor like a lot of people are coming for his head now i think he needs new representation i think the deal he took was really bad too i mean the way that howie roseman structures contracts and puts guaranteed money at the end he's always converting things into signing bonuses it's why a lot of our guys are here for so long he had to have got that explanation like do you guys think that he just like was chasing the bag and saying hey i want the more like immediate like instant gratification i just feel like he doesn't need to be in a position to do a one-year prove-it deal like last year was his one-year prove-it deal last year was his his lebron year last year was like the big year for him i think what ended up happening with cj is that he wanted the money and he wanted the long-term deal. And when the Eagles didn't want to give him the money, but were willing to give him the long-term deal, he went out to the rest of the market and realized that no one wanted to give him both. So he went after the money. Yeah. And it's even, so, it's, it's just, a, uh, it's a one-year deal for eight mil. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the lions are, you know, it's not like he's going to a team that has no shot. I think the lions are a team that's on the incline. Uh, they, True. Have you ever heard of the Lions franchise? Yeah. Well, that guess what? That's where <laughs> they'll never have a shot. They'll never have a shot. We got. You're exactly right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man. And and I think, like you said, I think so much of it has to do with. I don't think he has the best team of people around him, or or people that were 
steering him in the best direction, obviously, if they're getting into arguments with random people on Twitter. You know, when if his if his representation of his agency or the agency that represents him is is arguing with people on Twitter, then clearly that's probably not the best group of people to to that are looking out for your best interests. So good luck, CJ. Uh, maybe who knows? Maybe he'll come back after next year. I don't know. But it seems like like you said, Alex, that was his that was his year to collect a big contract and he didn't. So he went for the instant money and we'll see what happens. Um, as I'm looking, should have pulled the old, uh, drew Rosenhaus. Next question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, as I'm looking, you know, as we're trying to make sense of these contracts, I I see here. So we, uh, Gardner Minshew is no longer the backup quarterback for the Eagles. He is now with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he signed, thank you, God, a a one year, three and a half million dollar (laughs) deal. But we bring in Marcus Mariota uh, on a one-year, $5 million deal. So we are paying Mariota more than what Minshew received. Now, it's hard to say who's better than the other. I think they're both just straight-up backups at this point. Mariota is fun in the sense that he gives you he, he gives you that double, you know, he, he can run. The guy can run. I think he could fit in well with what our offense is looking to do. I mean, I think we might have brought him up a couple of weeks ago, you know, that the Taylor Heineke's kind of like these guys that are just, they're solid, but they're not, they're not great. They're backups. So in the grand scheme of things, Alex, I'll start with you. How do you feel about what the Eagles have done in terms of their protection of Jalen Hurts bringing in Mariota? Yeah. I mean, I think that we have been trying to, in the chat, talk about who would be a suitable backup for Hurts. Um, I like Minshew. I actually do. I think he just, he, he just didn't have the best game against, um, New Orleans, but I, I mean, I, I'm not calling for his head and saying he needs to get out of here after one game. Cause like we were all, even though we lost it, we're praising him after what he did to that Dallas defense, like the, the week before. But I think when you're thinking of scheme and who fits in, I think we talked about like Jacoby Brissett. We talked about, um, who, who are some of the other names that, that we talked about uh, to, to come in? Like probably like a Tyler, like a run. Tyler Huntley type of player. Yeah, Tyler Huntley. I think we even like joked around like Tyrod Taylor and all of his misfortunes. <laughs> Bridgewater, so yeah. I think, yeah, Br- yeah, Teddy Two Gloves. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think Marcus Mariota is a, a decent person to, to come into there. Um, and we've, I don't know, man, we've always had problems against Marcus Mariota. Maybe he can teach us a thing or two. I still remember there was one game uh, when he was uh, quarterback for the Titans. And he had this, like, funky glove on because he had, like, a nerve injury. And he ended up like beating us on like a long like fourth and thirteen play against I don't know who who was who was our defensive coordinator then um, I have his uh, picture uh, Ben but don't break was Jim um, Schwartz Jim Schwartz soft zone it was like fourth and thirteen all of our guys are are, are lined yep. up twenty yards off the field of Marcus Mariota like lobbed it <laughs> done uh, but yeah I, I mean I'm, I'm rambling here but yeah I think I think Marcus Mariota is a good a good fit for our team Ali what say I you I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. I like Marcus. I think he complements what our offense does well. He complements the read read option offense. I, I think my biggest frustration with Minshew last year is that our offense needed to change to suit Minshew's style. And I think Mariota is more than capable of running the offense that Jalen Hurts runs without much adjustment. Fair enough. It's it's kind of funny bringing Mariota in now. I remember it was Chip Kelly's first year as the Eagles head coach where we almost <laughs> sold the entire team. I remember Fletcher Cox was rumored to be in that deal amongst, you know, future first round picks. And at that time, Fletcher Cox was like at the top of his game all to trade up to get, I think, what was the number one overall or was it number two? Wait, was he and Jameis Winston the same year? Were they one and two that year? I think I'm right. I, I think that's right. But anyway, I remember we were trying to sell the farm to get Mariota. Here he is years later as our backup. So time. Anyway, uh, let's move on here. Uh, we did miss Isaac Samal- uh, Samalu. Uh, he got a pretty nice contract with with the Pittsburgh Steelers, three years, 24 mil. So that's a bit of a loss, loss of depth on the offensive line. Um, just kind of rounding things out here. Uh, that looks like we, we've 
Oh, Zach Pascal. So Zach Pascal went to Arizona uh, on a two-year deal. Not sure what that contract is for quite yet. Uh, he was a great role player for the Eagles. Great, you know, four number four, number three wide receiver. Uh, we'll. I, I think that we all have some questions about what the Eagles are going to do at their third receiver. But I, I, I'm not panicking on that position quite yet. I think that there's veterans out there, or I think that you could probably get production out of someone through the draft as well. Um, let's. Yeah, I'm actually so I actually have on a list right here. It's like talking about that wide receiver position really quick. I mean, fortunately, much of our offense is still going to be intact. So I think that's like one really good thing that we have going for us. The top one, two, three, six or so wide receivers that anyone that I feel like any one of these guys could do a really good job filling in that Zach Pascal, DJ Chark, I think would be a good fit. Marvin Jones, Zacchaeus, I'm not even going to pronounce his first name, <laughs> uh, DeAndre Carter, T.Y. Hilton, Odell Beckham. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Julio Jones. That's an interesting. That's an interesting name. Nikhil Harry. I'm surprised Nikhil Harry. Yeah, he hasn't hasn't resigned. Sammy Watkins, Demir Bird. I mean, mm. Rashard Higgins. To to your point there, Andrew. I, there's no concern about what to do. I think some people, some clowns, will say, "Hey, we should draft in the first round for a <laughs> wide receiver." I don't see that whatsoever. I think that's an awful idea. Um, that's to, to never I, I, bit us ever, right? No, right? there hasn't been like DK Metcalfs or Justin Jefferson caliber guys that have gotten away from us in the first round. Um, but I think the draft is fully going to be on these uh, uh, linebackers. But anyway, back to back For to sure. what you're saying. Um, yes, I, wide receivers always. It, it, that's the thing. Like wide receivers, running backs. It's always there. It's such a fun position to try to make like a splash signing with. But the reality is, like, with what the Eagles offense looks like, and again, I know injuries happen, and we can hope and pray that AJ and Smitty are safe and and, and healthy all year long. Who knows what, you know, who knows what will happen. But the, the, the nucleus of this offense is, like, is, is so set. So I think, like, they're going to just make little small, you know, small little signings as they need to. And again, I think you can try to... You know, I think you can try to find some value in the draft somewhere, but in the later rounds, obviously. And that's fine with me. Stay away from the early rounds with wide receivers. Um, let's look at some of the Eagles that are returning. Not actually, not just the Eagles. Uh, th- these are the these are the Eagle signings to date. So therefore, that will be a mix of returning Eagles and players from other teams. So like we said before, Bradbury, that was a surprise. He's back on a three-year, $38 million deal. I am over the moon that him and Slay will be that one-two punch again. I think that that just does so much for just the security of your defense. I think we definitely need a safety, but to have those two out there is such a relief. Uh, so I'm very, very excited about that. Jason Kelth. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a lot to say that, that Bradbury, um, more people may take him over Slay. I think Slay is a little bit eccentric. I think he's a voice of the team. I think he's a he's he's a bona fide leader. Um, but I think Bradbury may actually be the more the more talented corner here. So I love having them both. I, I it, it, you were splitting hairs at that point. Um, but that is that is that is a huge 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 deal because Andrew, I think you and I are pretty convinced that he was not going to be staying here. He was going to go back open to the free free agency. But, yeah, he um, had that really he had that CJ Gardner Johnson prove me year, right? He had one he was here on a yeah. one year deal. He played he played great. Um and yeah, he's 3 years younger than Slay, so that might have also been something else that was taken into account. Uh Bradbury is 29.6. <laughs> so, um <laughs> let's see. So obviously Jason Kelsey returning. That's, that's huge. I think that that Love is, it. He, he wasn't going to go out losing to his brother in the Super Bowl. I, feel, I yeah. knew it. I was like, nah, he's coming back. No way. He's going to, I feel that. that. And, and some might look at this and be like, okay, so we're trying to create cap. We're trying to spend our money responsibly is signing Jason Kelsey to a $14 million deal responsible. And I think this team, even though we are worried that the overall talent isn't as great as it was. I think this team still will go as far as Jalen Hurts allows them to. And I think having Jason Kelsey returning to just be the, like really the brain of, of the offense. I mean, he's seeing things as it happens. He's calling different things up there. Him being able to have that relationship with Hurts is so vital for Hurts' improvement and development and, and continued success. So I'm aside from just, 
Jason Kelsey being one of the coolest dudes that's ever, you know, wore Eagles green. Um, it's just great to have that level of experience and and skill back on the team. So anything that you guys want to yeah, add on to that? Let's not mince words. Jason Kelsey is one of the top centers in the NFL mm-hmm. right now. It's the not top. like he's... It's not like he's on his way, you know, his his last couple of seasons. Like the guy is playing at the height of his career. So I think it's absolutely responsible to to bring a guy like that back for all of the reasons that you just gave Andrew. And on top of that, like the guy pancakes people. Pancakes. Pancakes. <laughs> Love Jason Kelsey, man. I just yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't his even podcast, think people... his podcast isn't as good as ours, obviously, but um, it's pretty funny. I, he, what yeah. podcast? He's got a podcast. <laughs> yeah, he, love, he heard love... winging it, and then he <laughs> yeah, tried. Like, All right, new heights. We're going for it. We're going for it. Um, uh, some other notable yeah. signings: Fletcher Cox coming back on a ten million dollar deal. I was, I would be okay if Fletcher walked. I feel like he's a little bit on the on the decline, but it's good. I mean, listen, yeah. our, our defensive line was phenomenal um and then we're kind of just getting into like some weird names here marcus mariota um from atlanta he was a starter so i think that's that's worth noting boston scott's coming back the giant killer and then rashad penny um is rashad penny our starter i don't think so i like to see like Bijan robinson or someone else like we draft <laughs> i don't know in the first round if we're gonna do that but oh, like Bijan, don't get me started Rash- Rashad Penny. Look, I will stand by the fact that you can put just ugh, well, all, right, all right. He can't put anybody back there, but I am fully confident that you don't need a Bijan Robinson. You don't need a top five. You don't need a generational talent at running back in order to have sex. To have sex. To have success. <laughs> in order to have thank. <laughs> Thank God, Andrew. Thank God, or we'd all Guys, be screwed. Been, uh... oh, I'm sorry, not screwed. We'd all be not screwed. I'm going through a bit of a drought. Just, I'm sorry. It's it's, it's how it goes. Uh, I don't. You don't need a generational talent to have success at the running back position or to have success in the running game. So as long as we have a returning Jason Kelsey and you have this top five offensive line. That's not where running back is not where you need to spend all of your money. That that's fine. Answer me this yes. question then: Who's our starting running back well, next year? Is it Gainwell, Penny, Scott? Here's here's what I'll Sermon say. Here's what I'll say: If we want to keep comparing the Eagles to the team that won the Super Bowl, I'll look at that team's running back situation. They had Isaiah Pacheco, Pacheco, a seventh round draft pick, sixth round draft pick, as their starting running back in the Super Bowl. So. Even sure, maybe Rashad Penny's the starter. Maybe Kenny Gaywell, Kenneth Gainwell's the starter. I don't think either one of them is necessarily a bell cow, but I think that Kenneth Gainwell really took on a lot more work in in the playoffs, which was surprising. But it, it did seem like they were using him um, equal to Miles Sanders almost. And when Rashad Penny has been healthy, he has been a very very productive running back. So I think that again, these are just. He's a cheap option that has skill, that has experience, and I think that a change of like he can end up being this guy that people may not be familiar with. That'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe we got him for next to nothing. So I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have an answer for you, my, I, Ali. Ali, same question to you. I yeah, that's yeah. I think I think Gainwell is our starter. I think Rashad Penny is our bruiser, and Boston Scott's the giant killer. <laughs> Just two games a year. That's all you Boston need to sign him for is just those two games a year. That's Maybe it. three if they make it back. That's why his, his contract's two million. It's a million per game. <laughs> no, I, honestly, the the I, I, w- I was really happy with Kenny Gainwell last year. I think he was running yes. hard. Some of those hits that he took, especially in the 49ers game, like that was some tough, tough running. I like what I see out of Kenny. I saw him live. Uh, in the game in Dallas, he was having a, himself a monster game that that game as well. Um, I have the utmost confidence, like Andrew said, in this offensive line, and frankly, whoever is back there. Um, but I not to say that hey, we don't have a lot of talent in the running back position. I think Kenny Gainwell is a ton of talent. Absolutely. When was Gainwell drafted? He was two years ago. He was drafted late. Oh, 
what round? Well, no, he was drafted fourth. like fourth round. No, I think I think it was it was fifth round, fifth round pick one fifty, which is yeah. what you can do with running backs. Like I remember there was yeah. one year like no, Alvin Kamara. I wish I could think of at least one other name, but they were all like third round picks. Uh, uh, Kareem Hunt, I think, was a third round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Like all of these, there's so much production that comes out of later mm-hmm. rounds of the draft. I mean, I've spoke about Corey Clement. He was an undrafted free agent that we brought in. He He's from Camden. You know, he played ball at Wisconsin and didn't get drafted. But look at he was super super effective in the super bowl for us the year that we won mm-hmm. so i know you mentioned uh Bijan robinson alex and it the thought of like this young hot running back is a lot of fun to to think about i think like maybe we always just think about what the team would look like in madden or how fun they would be to play with in madden which if you draft a really good rookie running back the eagles are probably the most fun team to play with of all time but like can you make a case for drafting Bijan with your number 10 pick, because I can't imagine he would be there at number 30 when the Eagles uh, draft again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think you have to look at our situation and there are, <laughs> we don't have a starting roster to, to get our defense <laughs> on the field. Like, like we're just have to wave the white flag. Right. So like we're, we're certainly drafting for, for defense. And if you look at who's available in the free market, maybe maybe the linebacker from um, Los Angeles was it Floyd Leonard Floyd? Like maybe we can get like a a, a top linebacker, but um, yeah, I don't. Bobby Wagner is also available, um, but I don't see those guys coming here. We have to clean up cap space. We got to give Jalen Hurts his contract. Like we're gonna have to draft there. So yeah, I mean, I just say Bijan just to you know mess with all the beat writers and, <laughs> and, and take all that. He, he was in Philly the other day. I was on a story. So he was all excited. Ali, what were you saying before I cut you off? Yeah. I think a running back in the first round is a really risky decision. Running backs get dinged up more than pretty much any other position on the field. And to draft one so high up in that round, I, I just, I think it's a misuse of your of your draft capital. Um, I was just looking at some of the top running backs last year. Joe Mixon, I think, uh, was a second rounder. Um, Miles Sanders was a second rounder. Tony Pollard was a fourth rounder. So there are some stars in our league right now that came after the first round. Now, granted, you've got guys like Christian McCaffrey, who was in the first round, and Leonard Fournette, who was in the first round. But for the majority of the running backs out there in the league, at least the starting running backs, they did not get drafted in the first round. Yeah. That's good information right there, Holly. As always, bringing in, bringing in that hot stuff, bringing in that good, that good stuff. So... How do we want to? How do we want to wrap things up here? Do you guys want? I don't know. You guys want to talk? Uh, Talking about generational talent and good stuff and hot stuff. I'm just trying to stay woke, bra. So, let's see. We have there. There have been some not- notable uh, NFL signings so far. I guess we can get into some of these major ones in case anybody has been sleeping under a rock like I have been because a lot of this is news to me. But the well, hold on, hold on, Andrew, hold yeah. on, hold on. Quick, how, how do you guys feel about the coordinator situation for the birds? Oh, awful! I hate it. <laughs> awful, he says. Awful. Um, yeah. I am. It's hard to have an opinion on it, to be honest. I was, I'm, I was ready to move on from Gannon, so I think like there's kind of nothing to lose in that regard. So I'm very interested to see what this new defensive coordinator brings to the table. I think in terms of offense i love the fact that this is uh, again i think so much with jalen is having people return having like second third year with with people that he has been working with which for the first you know few years he he never had so having that recurring cast i think is really important so um i'm happy with the offensive coordinator signing i'm i'm i don't know too much about him but i think just him being a familiar face is a good thing yeah, I think the offensive side isn't isn't as bad. Um, I mean, I think it is important to note that um, Nick Sirianni gave up play calling last year. So 
I believe it was yeah, it was Shane like, that was yeah. calling all the plays. So and Nick has already said that he will not be calling the plays again this year. So that's like a big deal in 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 my opinion, right? Um, and then on the defensive side, which is like the loss of talent. Uh, I know that we're not all big on Gannon. I know I go back and forth on this. I mean, in in my opinion, we didn't have to argue if it was talent or coaching because we were really good last year. Uh, we're about to we're, we're about to find out. So regardless, you can use the same argument this year. Well, we don't have the talent, or it's a new a defensive coordinator. So like we won't really actually know what the outcome of that is. So um i'm i'm worried about the defense uh i don't think we have to be the best defense in the league to to go deep but i i kind of already shared like it, it it's going to be a little bit before we can we can really see see our defense soar and like our team make a, a, a deep postseason uh run so um yeah. you know I'm, I'm i'm excited i'm gonna watch i'm gonna go to every game i'm gonna scream <laughs> i'm gonna yell i'm gonna you know curse dallas but like at the end of the day like i just it's so unprecedented. It it doesn't guys, happen. Yeah. It just doesn't. I mean, happen. I understand the fears of of not making. I guess I'm getting hung up a little bit on you guys thinking that we're not going to make another deep postseason run. I think for me, even though our defense may not be as strong as it was last year, I think that the way that our team operated, it, it's like if the what am I trying to say here? If your offense needs to score more points, I think they're capable of it. I think that there were times last year that we we took our foot off the gas pedal because we had healthy leads. So I think if the issue is now teams are going to, to be able to score more points, well, then that just means to me that Jalen Hurts is just going to put up even better numbers this upcoming season, and he's going to actually need to throw the ball in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? So I understand the fears of our defense not being as good, but I don't think that that is... I don't think we've lost enough where we're not a contender to make another deep, uh, a deep postseason run. We still have maybe the best quarterback in the NFC. We have the best offense in the NFC, but we don't have the, we don't have the coaching personnel. Well, that, that will be what it boils down to from me, right? Like that, that's just what it is. You have someone different calling the plays this year. Does it is, is RPO like still like the cornerstone of our offense? I assume it is, but like, I don't know. Maybe this guy is like but a wildcat guy. We got Marcus Mariota on third. Again, like, I, I have how no important, idea. I have how no idea. vital is it in that case that Jason Kelsey is returning? Because like he is the captain. He's the captain of the ship. I, or, or I know Jalen Hurts is technically the captain of the ship, but they are both the brains of that entire operation. So to me, it feels like as, as good of a coach as somebody needs to be, you also need to be a gamer and you need to just be able to see what the defense is doing and make adjustments as you're out there. So I, I feel like Kelsey and Hertz are both very capable of that. I don't know if it's that simple. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not too worried about the offense, to be honest, because I got faith in Jalen Hertz and Jason Kelsey. Uh, my biggest question mark is Desai on the defensive mm-hmm. side. And this hurts me. This hurts me. But he started off his coaching career as a defensive coach for Temple in 2006. And we went 1-10 in 10 or 1-11 in 11 that year. That was Al Golden's first year. So I don't know what this guy's pedigree is. Um, what I do know is I've, I've looked at his career as soon as we did the signing um, it has not been that good. He was at Temple. He joined Miami, uh, University of Miami, went to Boston College, then went to the Chicago Bears in 2013. He was hired as the uh, associate defensive head coach uh, by the Seattle Seahawks last year for one season. And then we brought him on. So I don't know, to be honest, right? Did we just trade Jonathan Gannon for a worse version of Jonathan Gannon? Potentially, which is why I'm I'm a little hopeful that Nick Sirianni has more of his hand on the wheel on the defensive side than he did last year with Jonathan Gannon, or frankly, years prior. Well, since he is a Temple guy, um, that at least makes me feel more confident that Hassan Reddick will be utilized correctly <laughs> this entire season. And yeah, because when he did, he went one for eleven. So that's a. <laughs> that's... 
Oh, we have a Temple guy here do really bad. Look, Matt Matt Rule, you know, Matt Rule was not a great example of of leaving Temple University to for NFL success, that's for sure. Uh that was that was a short that sure. was short-lived. But, you know, we've had some glory. We've had some fun in the I do I do think it is pretty cool from a from a a social perspective that we've got two people of color as our offensive mm-hmm. and defensive coordinators. That's pretty huge. Eagles Eagles are always doing that that most black quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts is an all-female management group. Gotta love, gotta love our birds. Like gotta it, man. love our birds. Gotta so love it, man. I, I'm gonna leave it up to you guys at this point. I mean, I feel like we still have a lot that we can get into. There's obviously a lot of of you know draft rumors and and players that we want to take a look at. So, I mean, I think that we could probably have another episode uh, next week or the week after to just kind of keep things keep things rolling here because there is going. To- Andrew, let's get your buddy on for a draft i would love episode. that colin taylor if you're listening yeah, colin be man. on standby my friend ali last year we had an awesome draft episode with andrew's buddy colin this dude like you know how our buddy vince is like obsessed with the offseason like this dude's obsessed with like the the draft and it's just really cool just to kind of hear his perspective on it so, yeah that will be great we'll definitely try to get colin back on and um yeah i don't know any closing thoughts guys like is aaron Rodgers officially a jet has he? Is that official? I don't. Care. <laughs> I, I mean, Dude, I, like, I I don't care. He he's gonna go do his like rock, on, on doing his butter trip. Right? Yeah, I just I could care less, dude. I mean, I think that Aaron Rodgers is gonna be in for a rude awakening. If you actually look at the NFC quarterbacks this year, uh, Jalen Hurts is like the best quarterback. I mean, like who's the second best? Like. It's not Kirk Cousins. It's not Dak Prescott. It's not T- Daniel Jones, who got somehow a monster contract. Total joke. That that team's doomed for eternity. Is Matt um, Stafford like, going to be healthy again? So, yeah, so well, no. And then you're going to have Aaron Rodgers. That's going to have to duke it out with, you know, we don't know what the verdict is on Tua. He's going to be going up against Josh Allen. Yeah. Right? Um, you, you got, you got you know, whatever Bill Belichick's going to pull out of his his sleeve. And then you have all the other AFC quarterbacks he's going to be going against all year. Well, that's going to be a the, fun division. The, the, the Mahomes and, and, and the Burroughs and, you know, whatever. So, so, again, why can't the Eagles make a deep playoff run when all of those guys are in the AFC? Come on. We're too— because as stop we saw the in the lot. playoffs last year and the super <laughs> coaching matters. Coaching does matter. Coaching matters. When it gets to big games, it no longer becomes about talent. It's coaching. So I look, I, I, I hear you. I, I hear you. But we, yeah. All right. Well, let's do an episode in a little bit. Um, guys, this was fun. It was good to clear the air. Talk a little bit about how we feel with some of the things going on. Um, Let's go Sixers. Happy spring, baby. We got baseball starting soon. We got Sixers. We got basketball playoffs coming up. It's a a fun time. It's It's a good time of year. Yeah. Andrew, I'm going to do an episode about sports betting soon. You and I have been Oh, my God. You've been hitting it harder than me, but we we could talk about it for a while. I would love to do that and would uh, let's, 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 let's make it happen. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks for kicking it with us today. Go Birds. Go Birds.